Hello to everybody tuning in. We're a Boston Celtics fan site that covers everything Celtics from their latest trade rumor to that other trade rumor to the Nets pick and how exactly Danny Ainge got his free Chipotle for life card. No one knows, honestly. This week, we're actually doing something that we've never done before. We're doing a mailbag edition of the Celtics Life Pod. So we've rounded up some questions um, that you guys asked us via Twitter, uh, comments on the site, etc., etc. And we picked a few that we're going to answer and yeah, but traditional mailbag style. Um, we have I think like four or five questions, pretty good questions here. Um, so we're going to get into those after I shout out, because I have to do this, uh, the Puerto Rican um, World Baseball Classic team. Puerto Rico is facing off against the United States tonight and being Puerto Rican and also having blonde hair, I have to shout out. Uh, the Puerto Rican squad, hopefully they can beat the United States, but so far they're undefeated in the tournament this year, so I think they'll be able to take care of business tonight, too. But we'll see. It should be a good game. Who's on and, that Puerto Rican team? Um, I can pull up the roster real quick. They have a pretty damn good team. Uh, give me one second. I want to give you the exact right now. Because I haven't – I'll be honest. I haven't watched a lot of the WBC, but – I am ready for baseball season, too. All right, so I'll give you some... Oh, wait, that's not Puerto Rico. I'm going to give you some notable names real quick. Sorry, guys, we have to do this. This is, like, this is yeah, super important, you know? what? The next most important thing to the Celtics is, like, Team Puerto Rico, I like, 100%. Uh, here we go. So some notable names on that team. Um, Yadier Molina... Um, Roberto Perez, uh, Javier Baez, Francisco Lindor, um, Carlos Beltran, um, Angel Pagan is a, is a, he's, he's not in the MLB, but he's. Well, been, former he, Met, he was. Oh, he was? Yeah. I didn't yeah, know yeah. that. Oh, even better. Yeah. He's, he's, he's been playing he's very, very he's well. He's been on my fantasy baseball team. Oh, cool. <laughs> but yeah, so. Shouts right. out to them and shouts out to Team USA too, I guess. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyway, let's get into uh, some of these questions. So I'll just read off these questions and who submitted them to us, and we'll just go from there. Um, so first question is from Big Ticket. He asked, uh, "What can we get for Avery Bradley this summer? Um, I would prefer a trade for a player rather than for picks. What are realistic trade targets? Am I wrong?" Uh, assuming he is likely gone after the season, um, with the high possibility of trading, of drafting a point guard, uh, keeping room for a max free agent, or more simply, what will we do with Avery Bradley after this season? Um, I'm just gonna butt in here real quick. I don't like the, the, the idea of trading Avery Bradley for anything less than a bona fide superstar. I think Avery Bradley, we, we've gone, gotten past this point that uh, of like questioning, um, Avery Bradley's value to the team. Uh, there's no denying it that he is, he's a star. You know, his all-star selections may not reflect that, but over the past few years, he's like really, um, he's really been molded into this Again, 100% superstar, I think. Um, he doesn't come up in every superstar conversation, but, I mean, his defense alone is... He's one of the best defensive players in the NBA right now. Um, so, unless we're trading him 
a straight up for a superstar. I don't want to see him even packaged in a deal, to be completely honest. You know, it's funny. A couple of weeks ago, you and I were talking about those end of the year awards, and we were talking about Avery Bradley and whether or not he'd be able to to make first team All D like he did last year because he, you know, he missed such a big chunk of the season. But and we said it was going to depend on his play down the stretch. And look at how good he's played since like that after that day. Like he's been locked down. We had we had the big the big stop on Kyrie uh, at the end of that Cavs game. He was huge against the Warriors a couple weeks ago. Um, and he's just been he's been phenomenal. Yeah, I, I think I think we definitely made that happen, you and I. Yeah, like, I, he, I, I, he must I, have listened to the pod, and he was yeah. like, "I, I got to get it together," you know. I, obviously, <laughs> but the um, but yeah, no, and I agree with you one hundred percent because um, I it wouldn't. I mean, obviously, we have a lot of guys at at guard at the guard, you know, uh, swing wing, you know, position there. And, you know, it, depending on where we go in the draft, you know, there's going to be a lot of people. But I can't I can't see him being traded. Like, I mean, what are they – if he's in a deal, it's going to be in a deal for Paul George or a deal for Jimmy Butler. I, I can't see him, um, you know, going straight up for some other, um, you know, player at, at a lesser degree than that. You know what I mean? Because he is – like you said, he's on that level where I don't know if he'll get a max deal next year, but he's going to get a big, big payday. And um, and obviously, if we brought in another max deal guy over the summer, let's say the Celtics signed a Gordon Hayward or something like that, um, you know, then signing Avery and IT is going to be an issue, you know, with Horford's contract already on the books. So, uh, you know, Danny's going to have to do some finagling if that's what he wanted to do. But um, I, I think that the only i think to me the only way that bradley is moving this year this summer is if it's in a deal for one of those guys uh you know uh, a butler or a paul george yeah i mean it's tough because to some people we may be overvaluing avery bradley mm-hmm. but the problem is that obviously the celtics aren't playing on national television every night this this year you well, know they, they, maybe they, maybe a little bit more this year yeah, <laughs> no, a, a little yeah, bit more sure. this year. <laughs> right. but it, it's it's a little bit difficult for but people. he missed a lot of those games too no exactly but it's a little bit difficult for people who aren't celtics fans that are watching what avery bradley does right every game yeah um the, the way that he contributes or the way that he you know affects the game even if he's not scoring mm-hmm. 25 points a night and grabbing 10 rebounds or seven assists, whatever, whatever metrics you want to mm-hmm. put out there. Um, he's, he's, I would say that, I, I would, I would say that behind Isaiah Thomas, Avery Bradley is probably the most important player on that team. More important. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, disagree with me if I'm, or, or whatever, but I, I think he's more important than Al Horford and he's more important than uh, Jay Crowder. And I say that because he's the most tenured player on the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's obviously Al Horford is older than him, but I still think that Avery Bradley, if, if anybody sh- is sort of like the captain of that team uh, because of his experience with the team. Um, but yeah, like just, just to go back a little bit, I, I think it's, it's hard for anybody who's not watching the Celtics on a nightly basis to understand exactly what, Avery Bradley does for us. It's the same thing with Al Horford. Mm-hmm. Like people see that you know he's not scoring twenty a game or grabbing ten rebounds a game, and they're like, "Well, it, we were overpaying him." But they don't see 
the the little ways right, right. that he affects the game, the, the passing lanes that he opens up, the easy looks that he creates for the rest of his teammates. Um, and Avery Bradley does the same thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, like at this point, I'm thinking uh, like, and this this is going to sound a little crazy to some people, but I would think like a fair trade at this point would be like Avery Bradley and like, I don't know, Jay Crowder, I guess, for Paul George. That's it. I don't know, Paul. I mean, well, it gets a little tricky there, too, with, with um, you know. We know what salary matching. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I I, I don't know. I, I don't think I, – I don't, I don't think that in, in Indy would go for that. But, um, you know. No, of course not. Of course but, not. Because but, they want they – want. But you think – right, right. Yeah, no. No, I hear what you're saying, man. Yeah. 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 I don't, know, I don't want I don't want people to misconstrue what I'm saying. <laughs> right. But yeah, well, basically, I think what we're saying is that unless it's a bona fide superstar, we don't want Avery Bradley going anywhere. Yeah, and I don't think he I don't think Avery would move him in any deal that wasn't bringing a guy like that back. So, one hundred percent. All right, let's go on to the next question. We have Andre Moreira. Oh, oh my, I just butchered that. I practiced this before. Ah, that's why I made you do it. I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> Andre Moreira Lima, who says, or who says, um, I'd like to hear you guys talking about Stevens, Brad Stevens' case for coach of the year. I really like this question because I think I have been, I was pretty outspoken on one of the pods. I forget which one uh, about uh, Stevens' chances at winning coach of the year. Um this year, and I think that he has a shot. Mm-hmm. I really do. I, I think that obviously everybody's pulling for uh, D'Antoni out in Houston. Uh, obviously, they're having a really, really good year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yet to be seen whether that translates to postseason success. Um, obviously, uh, Popovich is always uh, perennial. Convers- yeah, he's always in the conversation. I don't. I don't know. How you don't inc- include them in the in these talks? Um, who else? Us uh, Spolstra, um, out in Miami. Yeah, he's um, done a pretty pretty tremendous job down there. Yeah, that, that's turned around. That's yeah, turnaround. they started eleven and thirty. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Um, <laughs> and they're the eighth seed right now in the uh, Eastern Conference. I mean, I, as I, of this recording, uh, it's kind of off topic, but it would be interesting to see them. Um, match up against Cleveland in the first round, assuming that uh, Cleveland stays in yeah, yeah, in the in the one seed, and mm-hmm. Miami sneaks in as the eighth seed. I think that's a good matchup, mm-hmm. um, and they sort of match up well. I don't know; it's yet to be seen. But anyway, um, I like Brad Stevens' chances. The problem is that I don't know what the cutoff for the for the voting is. I don't know if if um, they st- like. Do you know what the what the cutoff is? Oh, like like what, like. I think they make the decision like if, after like the if, regular season. I, okay. I think it's just the regular season, but they wait for the entire season to you know be closed. Yeah. So if I mean, I think I think Stevens has to be, if not the front runner, like you know, one A, one B, with maybe D'Antoni. Yeah. Um, if they end up, if the Celtics end up getting the one seed, he's going to win Coach of the Year. You like, think so? One thousand percent. Yes, because. The, the, here's my thing. Um, it, now, obviously, it's a huge step for the Celtics to go from last year. What were we, the, the fifth, fifth seed last year? Yeah, fifth seed. Second seed. You know, big jump. But 
we added Al Horford in the in the uh, off season, and I mean, we were projected to be the two seed at the beginning of the year. I remember, you know, talking about this at the beginning of the year. I mean, that's people had us, and not everybody, but I would say majority of the NBA media thought the Celtics would be the two seed on paper. You know, yeah. so the fact that we actually got it, it is a jump from last year, but because people expected us to be there, maybe it's a little more. Um, Maybe it's a little more impressive that D'Antoni's doing that down in Houston, you know, and has them in the in the three spot down there. Yeah, because um, they turned around from the. I mean, they weren't good at all last year. You yeah. know, so I I would say that it definitely helps that uh, that Brad Stevens coached the All Star game. Yeah, the, 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 for the face recognition, you know, of it, definitely. Yeah, but, no, because, yeah, his name is already like right. people are. I mean, obviously, yeah. people knew who he was exactly. before, right. but now he's definitely in like the national conversation yep sorry guys my dogs are barking in yeah the he really thinks that steven is is gonna win. yeah no yeah my dogs <laughs> are total brad stevens yeah. fans i mean i say brad stevens and they're just like where is he you know so i would oh. say he's a lock if he gets the one seed because if we knock off cleveland no one saw that coming oh no absolutely not yeah. but if he gets the second seed yeah it's a huge jump but maybe d'antoni's is a little more impressive because it's in the West, and they weren't really expected to be anywhere near there, and we were actually expected to be the two seed. I don't know. That that's my thought. Yeah, it's a it's a tough one um, because I mean, this year Houston is a very talented team overall. Mm-hmm. The defense is good and has definitely picked up. Um, James Harden has definitely picked up his defense over the past few years, um, and they can score with anybody, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, I mean the Celtics have gotten better on defense over the course of the year, and their offense has obviously been producing. But I don't know; it's it's tough because they're in the East, and everybody everybody looks at the East like the yeah. Cavs and everybody else. Yeah, I would Whereas, say the, the top half of the East though is a lot better than than it used to be the, the, this year. The West is pretty weak this year outside yeah, of the not, top. Not, not the mighty West that we used to know. No, no. The top two teams, three teams, and maybe even four with the Jazz, too. Look yeah, no, yeah, but mm-hmm. I, I was. it's a little surprising to, to see the sort of um, the shift in, in power, I guess, mm-hmm. if you want to call it. Well, let's not call it that just yet. The, the East is having one good year. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I, like, I like Brad for coach of the year i think he's definitely proven his case and if like you said if if the c's get the number one seed i don't see how you don't give it to him yeah for sure um all right on to the next one uh demetrius from the uk which is pretty cool um who do we prefer to play in the first round um and this is another question uh given that the top two to three picks in this year's draft are guards um shall we trade the draft pick Trading, trade existing guards or perhaps trade down and select a power forward um, taking a higher draft for next year. Well, let's let's take the... Who would you rather us play in the first round? Who's your, who's your pick? I want to say in, Indy. Because you, you, you would want to play Indy? Yeah, I mean, we're... I saw this morning we're 3-0 and against them this year. Yeah. My only issue with playing Indy is, though, Paul George is... With the best player on the floor is not on our team, you know. I mean, he's. I, if if we play Indy, I Paul George is the best player in the, in the game, right? Okay, but what what? So I'm just what? saying, like it, like 
you kind of want to have the best player on the floor on your team, you know? But put and, Avery Bradley on him and how good is he? No, well, that's what I mean. I mean, obviously, yeah, exactly. we match up well, obviously, with Crowder, Bradley, Smart, We, you know, but I'm just saying. And then Miles Turner's pretty good. He'd be yeah, you yeah, know, he's, a, he's having a tough guard, too. You know, so I, I just, I don't know. I pre- I'd prefer to have the best player on our team on the floor. <laughs> not that, you know, the, that's no knock to Isaiah, but, I mean, I think most of us would agree that Paul George, you know, is better overall, but you I mean, know, I would say that Isaiah is definitely having a better year than Paul. Oh, he's having a better year this, I mean, yeah, this year. But yeah. I guess the better player overall, yeah, uh, yeah, is, is Paul George. Um, I think Milwaukee is an interesting matchup to me because um, Anik Tumpo is a like a, you know he's a he is a tough guard. I mean, that guy is a freak athlete. Um, They've got Chris Middleton just came back, so they, they like we just got Avery Bradley back after the All Star break. They got Chris Middleton back in February, and he's starting to look real good again. I mean, they miss Parker, but um, they they've they've got a pretty interesting team, and they spread the ball around a little bit too. Um, I, I that's a tough matchup, I think, but um, I, just, I, I, I just don't see it, you know. On well, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't even want to say on paper they're a scary team. It's just. But well, I wouldn't teams, say they're scary, like, but they're they they've got some interesting young guys that and and Anik Tumpo's a he's just a, that guy's a freak. No, yeah, absolutely, I agree. But besides him, mm-hmm. what do they have? Yeah, no, I hear you. I, I see. I would like to get the um. I would personally, I would like to get the the one seed and then play Miami because uh, no, I, no, no, absolutely not. Oh, I I would. That's who I would want to play because, no. I mean. Besides, Drogic's the one that makes the engine go there, right? They, I mean, they spread it around a lot, but we have plenty of guys to match up with them. And with with um, Winslow's out, obviously, and uh, Whiteside's banged up. We don't know what he's going to look like. I, I he if if you had if you told me that he's going to be you know 100, percent you know maybe I'd rethink that. But yeah, I don't know. Um, what about Detroit? Detroit's another one that well, they're on know. the they're on the nine right now, right? They're yeah, let's but let's say they sneak in. I think we would smoke them, and you would yeah. think that they would be a tough matchup because you know because of the size. But no, for for whatever reason, um, mm-hmm. they just I don't, I don't think that you know yeah, they, they don't have a guy to go to at the end of the game. Reggie Jackson's yeah, he's meh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Detroit is a weird team. You, you, you would, would expect them to be a lot better than they are, but they're not. Well, last year they seemed like they were an up-and-coming team, and then yeah. this year they definitely regressed Yeah, like you know, with a very similar roster. So Yeah, it's, it's weird. I don't know yeah. what happened. Um, well, so I think that's pretty much everybody that's realistic. Chicago. Yeah, uh, Chicago, they're a game or two out, right? They're not yeah. far. Uh, Charlotte's done. Um, so I mean, uh, Chicago, that'd be an interesting matchup. But, um, yeah, yeah, I guess – any of those those bottom teams there. So you're saying Miami, I'm picking... I would take Miami, yes. I'm um, picking Indy, because I think we would probably... That'd be a five-game series, I think. Yeah. It's so funny that, like, all of a sudden, we're, like, so confident this year. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, Celtics in four, Celtics in yeah. five, and we've been swept in the last two years. Like, I hate to say it, but it's... But then again, we were playing pretty good teams. Yeah. And the roles were pretty reversed, you know. Absolutely. First, first time around, we played the Cavs, and then last year we played Atlanta. Um, but this year, we have we might have the luxury of being the number one seed and playing a barely decent team in like Indy or Detroit or Milwaukee or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, I think that takes care of that. Um, so we have two questions here. Um, also from uh, Demetrius in the UK and from Vegan Sean. Um, their two questions were pretty similar, so um, I'm just going to read Demetrius's question. Uh, given that the top two three picks in this year's draft are guards, uh, should we trade the draft? Oh, wait, no. We already said that, didn't I? Yeah, but oh, we didn't talk about it. Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, that was the second half of the... Yeah. Yeah, that was... I'm sorry, guys. Um, but I'll just read off Vegan Sean's question. Um, what do you think of Boston's plans? Uh, what do you think Boston's plans are with the Brooklyn pick? Um, do we draft... Use the draft pick, or do we trade it in order to land a star? Um, so, yeah, so that plus Demetrius's second half of the question. Um... I think that the same thing that, well, what happened last year is going to happen this year too. Um, Danny Ainge is just going to pick the best player. Um, if the Celtics get the top lottery pick, um, we'll see if they pick Lonzo Ball or um, Markel Fultz. If they land number two and Lonzo Ball is gone, they'll probably pick Fultz, but who knows. Either way, he's going to pick a player that he feels will most benefit the Celtics. Um, and if something comes up later on or the night of the draft, he'll pull the trigger, but it has to be obviously for, uh, a perennial all-star, I would, I would think. Um, but I don't, I don't think it matters that, especially with somebody like Mar Markel Fultz, I, I like the idea of picking him better because of the Washington connection, mm -hmm. uh, to Isaiah Thomas. I think that they would really, uh, gel pretty well. It's the same thing, um, with like Avery Bradley, Avery Bradley, um, went to school in Texas, but um, he's from Washington. Um, so yeah, I like I like the three Washington guys on the same team. I think that there would be a lot of um, pretty good chemistry there. Um, Lonzo Ball, I'm not as high on him as everybody else is. I've seen him play a few games. Um, I watched UCLA's uh, last game of the tournament. I just I don't see it. Um, it's kind of out, uh, kind of. Uh, going off topic a little bit, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think that the fact that the two top picks maybe in the top five, um, we have guards. I don't think it really makes a difference. I think the C's will make the pick either way. And if something comes up, they'll do something with it. Yeah. I, I mean, I think like if you, even if you look at last year with, um, with Jalen, like, you know, every, everyone thought everyone wanted, you know, we, we were on the edge of our seats thinking that, um, he was going to make a, um, um, a trade, you know, everybody wanted, um, you know, the Jimmy Butler deal was, you know, there was all, they were, that was all the way we were talking about. And then when he went and drafted Jalen Brown, people were like, Oh, well, that's, you know, it doesn't seem like that's He's going to make that deal because, you know, the, the bulls were interested in Chris Dunn and people were mad. We didn't take Chris Dunn. So then we could still make the deal. Danny's going to take the guy that he wants. He's not going to take a guy without, you know, with thinking that, oh, well, geez, I can trade this guy. You know, I mean, obviously that's still an option, but he's still going to take the player that he wants more or thinks would fit better or is the better player. Um, unless he has something worked out ahead of time where let's say the Celtics are the second pick and he's got to, you know, he talks to, you know, say, say Larry Bird, whatever. This is the player that we would like. We would like Paul George and work something out that way. Load the way we did back with Jeff Green and Ray Allen. Um, yeah. um, but um, my thinking is, I, here's the, here's the thing about these, these other teams. I see teams have a tendency to fall in love with players. And 
yeah, you know how like um, well, from what we heard, Chicago and um, the Pacers were both asking for the moon in return for their their two stars. Yeah. But what we where where we might luck out is, and this you know wherever it is that our pick ends up, it could be anywhere from what one to four, right? Um, sometimes play, teams will fall in love with players and and really. Like, you know, maybe say it's Lonzo Ball. That's one of them wants. Say the Celtics get the second pick and, and he's on the board. We might be able to get one of those guys for less than we had originally thought because when teams can actually see the player and it's the player that they want, not, you know, a pick that could land anywhere in this spot. Like, we think our pick's going to be one of the top picks, but, um, you know, that if if they have – a guy that they fall in love with. I mean, we saw this happen with Danny Ainge a couple of years ago with Justice Winslow. He tried oh, to trade like boy. five first round picks for him, right? Yeah. And afterwards, he said he regretted that, you know, and he's glad that, you know, things worked out that the way that they did. But if you, if, you know, that can happen to him, that happens to other GMs too, you know? They, yeah. they fall in love with player A and then, um, you know, when, you know, they're, they're willing to, to, um, you know, give up whatever it is for them. So, I mean, maybe we'll get lucky and uh, that'll happen with um, George or, or Butler if that's the route that Ainge wants to go. Yeah, I don't – that's why I don't I don't fault um, the Pacers or Chicago for not pulling the trigger on any any draft, draft pick-related trades because the problem is sort of like you're hinting at, you don't – I'm sure – of course, the, the Celtics are going to be in – well, the Nets are going to be in the lottery and that pick is going to, to Boston. But you don't know if that pick is going to be the number one pick or the number four pick. Let's say one of those two teams is in love with Lonzo Ball, but this, the pick ends up being number four. You know that he's going to be gone by the fourth pick. Mm-hmm. So, so then what? Right. I mean, but, I, I think, yeah, you're right. But then come draft night or uh, the lottery selection night, rolls around and it turns out that the Celtics do have the number one pick then now you have a pretty attractive package going there um you have the number one pick and you have this player Paul George who's (laughs) this is a hypothetical situation obviously oh you have a player in Paul George um that you know you are you know is not going to resign with your team um Pull the trigger because you know what the what the pick is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not speculation anymore. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's it's a tough one, I guess, for 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 teams to um, make these draft trades when they again they have no idea where these picks right, are going where to the land. pick is actually going to be. Right? Yeah, yeah. and I, I, yeah, that's why I think our odds of making a deal go up when, you know, after the lottery and we can see where it falls. And not only that, draft night when you actually see this team is on the clock and this player is available, you know? Yeah, everything everything gets really serious on draft night right? when, when that clock is ticking right. down. But unless Danny has something worked out ahead of time where so-and-so's team and I, and I you know, sorry guys, we keep saying Butler and Paul George. Those are just yeah. the two, obviously, yeah. you know, tied names. But, um... You know, if if a team is looking at that and and he has, you know, he's spoken with so and so, and they really want so and so, and you know that that's that happens. Otherwise, excuse me, Ainge, Ainge is going to take the best player, and he's not, you know, he's not going to take a guy and go into the next day and say, "I took him because I think the most teams will want him, like other teams will covet him more." He's going to take the player that he thinks is the best. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. 
All right, so let's get to this last question um, from Atlantic City Celtic. Um, he is asking about Paul Pierce. Um, he said, I just want to know uh, what the team will do when Pierce retires. Are they going to announce a date? If so, when? And will it be where they had uh, KG's press conference? Is he going to release a statement and take questions, stand up and show his jersey, uh, do the speech at the pra- practice facility, et cetera, et cetera? Um, I can imagine, given, um, you know, the tiny contributions that Paul Pierce has made to the Celtics, that they're going to let him have the whole treatment. <laughs> he's going to uh, get the bulls wrong. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. yeah, he's going yeah, to get basically everything. Um uh, Jersey retirement. Um, I yeah, the one day contract. Yeah, the uh, one day contract. So he yeah. retires a Celtic, and, and they'll do they'll and whenever it is that they do that, they'll probably do a big hoopla like they you know like we did with um, uh, Bird. You know, it, it's going to be a, a big celebration. Yeah, I think it'll pale in comparison to like the tribute videos that they've uh, done of him um, this year mm-hmm. uh, when he came to play at TD Garden as a Clipper. Um, yeah, I, I I think it'll it'll be a big spectacle. Um, yeah, for sure. Obviously, things will fall on different dates. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if they re- retired his jersey next year. Um, yeah. And then uh, Garnett will get his own day, and it'll be it won't be this on the same magnitude though. You know, no, not as Pierce. I mean, Pierce, as much Pierce. as you know, and you know, it's, it's funny we say that we we're talking about the other day how uh, they're having their celebration and they're not inviting Ray to it. The, the 2008 Celtics, the championship <laughs> celebration. Yeah. But, you know, and even someday the team is going to do that too. And, you know, whether it's, you know, another 10 years from now or whatever, when it's a 20-year anniversary, um, maybe maybe all will be forgotten by then and Ray will get to go to that. I mean, I hope so. You got to – Yeah, I mean, I, you know, but – You got to move on eventually. At the same time, though, this was only like five years ago that this happened when he left for Miami. It, it's a little still fresh in the wound for those yeah. guys, you know? It, I, yeah. But, so I, I don't blame them. But. Yeah, but – like, I hate to bring this up again. I mean, this happened – I mean, five, five years ago isn't forever ago. It's not super recent either. But the fact that he went to Miami of all places – um it's I, I get it, but I mean, another five years from now, if you're still holding on to it, <laughs> yeah, you got you got you got to let go eventually. Um, but yeah, I I, I think uh, Paul will get the the full treatment. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Brooklyn did the same thing. Well, yeah. I'm not sure about Brooklyn. <laughs> no way, <laughs> not a chance. <laughs> They're gonna erase that from memory. <laughs> Yeah, no, forget about Brooklyn. They they got they got robbed in that trade. Um, Better Washington, shot of Washington doing it than them, and they're not going to obviously. No, no. Um, the Clippers might do it just because of the hometown connection. No, I don't think so. He, don't he's think so. he's been awful. I mean, not awful, but he's he's been done since he got to L.A. You know, I don't think I can't. I mean, I think the only reason that he's there is because of Doc. Yeah, that, I mean that's yeah. If it was any other coach, I but don't know. I think they thought he had a little more gas left in the tank too than than he actually did. You know, yeah. not that he's making some kind of boatloads of money over there or anything. But no, I think he's making like three million. dollars. Yeah, he's he's making like a yeah right. I mean that's that's obviously a lot of money, but you yeah, know for sure <laughs> <laughs> they can pay me that. They can pay yeah. me a quarter yeah. of that. Yeah, and I'll sit on the bench. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, for sure Boston will do it. it 
but yeah, we don't we don't think Brooklyn is going to do anything or Washington. I I I think, but I guess you don't agree that the Clippers would do something. Um, I don't think so. But, but I mean, I guess it doesn't matter. He was, doesn't matter, anyways. Yeah, <laughs> he's been there for a few months, really. If you think about they it, they might put a Celtics jersey up in there after after that tribute video that they did for him. Yeah, <laughs> it was all Celtics clips. <laughs> um i think yeah i think that's unless you have anything else to add no that's it man all right i think that 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 was our first mailbag um i think that we got some pretty good questions um we'll obviously be doing this again not every week but um we'll try to every so mailbag yeah every so often um especially when the as the playoffs roll around i'm pretty sure everybody's gonna have uh loads of questions uh but anyway, guys, you can check out the links um, at the top of CelticsLive.com. Um, we have a huge variety of shirts and hoodies that you can get in our store, and you can even get tickets to the Celtics' next game. The season is winding down, though, so you sh- might want to get on get on those tickets now. Um, you can find our pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Block Talk Radio, SoundCloud, and MixCloud, so you have no excuses. There's plenty of platforms there. Um, make sure to subscribe to the pod so you never miss an episode, and if you like what you hear, uh, rate us five stars. If you don't like something or have a suggestion, make sure to let us know. Um, we're always trying to bring you guys what you want to hear, so again, any suggestions, what you like, what you don't like, you have an idea for an episode, let us know, and we'll do our best to accommodate it. Um, so yeah, I'm Lewis, I have Mark with me, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.